Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football. Seems a long time ago, but at the start of this season, uh, I went to Southampton with United and then I took a flight from Gatwick after the game because it was an early kick-off to Rome to spend some time with Lazio's Ultras. They've now actually disbanded, but at the time their leader had just been shot dead and just Google my name, Mandy Mitten, and Lazio Ultras to see the piece. So I was in Italy and while I was there, Chris Smalling was about to sign. So I was going to do something with him, but his priority was obviously signing a contract and not doing any interviews. So I took a train north to Milan when you could do these things quite easily. And I went to see Nemanja Vidic. I've been to see him every year for the last, since he stopped playing really. And I got on well with him and we went out for something to eat in Milan. And I really like him a lot. I think he's, I think he's bright. I think he's interesting. I think he's comes at things from a slightly different angle and I like the fact that when we talk we argue a little bit and we spend a lot of time just talking about different things, nothing to do with football as well. But I didn't go to Milan to talk about politics in the Balkan region or what it's like to live in, in Milan. Uh, I went to do an interview with Nemanja and at about midnight I said, look, I need to do an interview with you. And he said, oh, come on, must we? And I said, yeah. We've got to do an interview. And he's like, all right then, but I don't like your idea. Because I wanted to do an interview with him about players that he'd faced. And his idea was to talk about players who he'd faced at certain stages in his career, which made him the player that, that he became, which is one of the best defenders in the world alongside Rio Ferdinand. So we're in a bar in, in Milan, we're in a restaurant, and we start talking about players who Nemanja came up against at various stages in his career. I, I hope you enjoy this chat. I really like it when I, I speak to Nemanja and hopefully when the world isn't like it is it's at the moment, I can do other stuff with him and go back to that great city of Milan in that wonderful country of Italy. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this chat. I think what's interesting about the forwards I play against, the forward. I have a big impression on, and obviously the forward I play against and actually helped me to be where I am, actually where I was, Man United at the time, and obviously playing for the national team of Serbia. The first forward I play against, which was the really forward who's actually scoring many goals, very important forward at that time, he was playing in the Kievo, Italian club. It was called Birov. Birov, from Kiev Verona. Yes, he was his German player. At that time, I was 19 years old boy. He was playing for the Red Star Belgrade. And really, was a really good attacker. At that time, I think he was the best scorer in Italian league. So actually, he was a really big player. So actually, I, I should 
stop him not scoring the goal, and I did really well. So he played for Red Star? No, I played for the Red Star. Ah, against Kievo. So you're at Red Star, and you're playing Kievo in a Euro Euro Europa League. What was it? I think it's the Europa League. I'm, I'm not sure. Europa League, yeah. And this is a this is a good player. No, this is for me. It was top player because I was a very young player. I was 18 years old, 19, I think, at the time. 19 years. Did you research him before the game? No, because I was very young. At that time, I didn't have that much kind of knowledge to think about other players. I was very young and I was very inexperienced. So, at that time, obviously, Red Star Belgrade did play just Serbian league, so our biggest opponent was Partizan. So, of course, there was a lot of talented players, good players, but at that time, obviously, they played in Serbian league, so not on the top level. So, really to be recognized as a... Can you just leave us on a minute, please? Um, on that time, if you really want to be recognized as a good football player, you have to play Europe. You have to play against top players who play in the top leagues. For example, at that time, we play against Kiev, uh, Verona. Um, they, they are, at the time, I think they did really well in Italian league. They mean like top four. So you play against top team and you have to show how good you are. Because in general, in the Serbian league, People, they don't, they don't look that much Serbian league, so they're waiting in Europa League to see how good the players in Serbia. So I have to prove myself that I'm good enough. And at the time, we had a Birov, which they call the football player. He played for the Kiva Perona, he's a German guy. Oliver Birov. Oliver Birov, oh. yeah. The header. Header. Fucking and he was really good in the air. So, so uh, at the time, you know, I was a young player. Did I you know him? Challenge. You know who he was? Of course I knew. Of course, yeah. And because we prepared for the game, we know how he's important player. He scored, I think he was top scorer in an in a, in a, in a Italian league, in Serie A. So, uh, so it was a big game. And I did really well, and I stopped him scoring goal. And he actually go through. We beat Kivan Verona, and he passed through to the next page. So that was the first, actually, I had a first challenge for me that proved I'm good enough outside of the Serbian league. Did he speak to you? Not really. Not really, obviously. Um, to be fair, in general, I don't speak to the forwards. Okay. <laughs> Especially yeah, when I'm playing again. So you played away in Italy? You did, did no, well? No, first we played in Serbia. Okay, you won? And, and then we played in, uh, in Kiev. Okay. So, that's the first... What was the score in Serbia? Uh, I don't know now. If okay. you ask me, you can check that. Was it difficult to mark? Yeah, it was tough, obviously. Why? Why? He was a grown man. I was a young boy. He was like 19 years old. I was not really, my muscle was not really formed. I was very energetic. I was good in the air. I was jumping, but he was very physical, already mature, intelligent player. He has a lot of experience. Why he was he intelligent? Not, what was he doing? Intelligent because, you know, uh, he knows where to move, how to move. That's the biggest important for the most important thing for the default. Um, and to be fair, they're all balls they play, they play for him. Actually, everything is go around him. So actually, that was the, my biggest challenge in my early stage of my career. And uh, you felt you did well that night. People recognized that I did well. So that that was for me a really big 
first biggest challenge that I proved to other people that I'm good enough to play on the big When you say people recognized, in the newspapers in Belgrade the next day? No, newspapers, no. Television? No. Your coach? Who? No, recognize, I think recognition, I see people who come to see the game. Because when you watch the game, when you are enjoying it, you see who does, who does well. I think sometimes on the TV you see the people, you see they score the goal, they have a two, three things they do in the game, and people see what highlighting and they saying, oh, he's a great player. But when you're watching 90 minutes of the game and you see the player, you can see what he does and what he, he does consistently for the 90 minutes of the game. So I always respect more what the fans say fans says that actually what actually sometimes people write because we, sometimes it can be misunderstood. And the fans what in the street just talking to you, just the feeling, the radio. Just stations. the feeling, you know, sometimes in the state you know, if you keep in this for example, in general, you're playing I'm, I was playing always defender. My role was to keep strikers to score in the goal. Every game I play there is the player potentially can score the goal and you have to mark him and actually stop him scoring the goal. If you do your job, if you do well, fans, they see that. Because they know that he's an important player, he's scoring goals, he's top scoring in the Serie A, and if you're doing well against him, so you did a really good job for the team. So people respect that. Who was your partner at Red Star? At Red Star, I have a different part partners. So I have Nenad Latovic, uh, I had... Uh, um, Milivoj Vitakic, I had Goran Bunjevčević. And in that game, or was it just more you against Bierhoff? No, that game I cannot remember because we changed opponent. I think it was Nenad Latovic, or maybe, I cannot see that. And the atmosphere that night in Maracanã? Oh, it was, it was great. Just on fire? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Always in Europe, when United start Belgrade playing, it's always a great atmosphere. So Intimidating or of inspiring? Course, inspiring. Inspiring. inspiring, always completely inspiring. inspiring. Yes, completely, yeah. So that was the first actually game I played. And you walk off I that was pitch. Tested. I was tested, properly tested. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Because he was intelligent, he was a man, he was wise. No, he was intelligent, he was strong, he was a man, he was already in a, a late stage of his career. And he was I a world-class star. young world-class player, he was the top scorer, I think one of the top scorers in the Serie A, he was one of the... Uh, and there was the other guy forward, he was really good as well, he was a, them two as a partners, one of the tall and the other one was sharp, I don't remember the name, I think you can help me with that, with the find out the name. And you can, Did he win any headers, Behoff? He's a tall guy, but I think in that game I really threw what is the most important that I can play on the big level. I don't like talking about it, you know, Just not, that's a question. A, I can't answer that question because uh, it's, that's something. If you've been on the game, you will see and then you can judge. What, so, <laughs> what, um, what was the second that, game where you were tested? The second game, obviously, the biggest... That was the change of my career. Right. I think that was changed because that was the first time in Europe I played. Obviously, there was the other games I played. It was in a lower level, but that was the on a high level, which you say, okay, this is the top striker you can, you can you prove that you're good enough. Next game was the national team, the national team of Serbia. I played uh, in uh, Napoli. Against Italy. Against Italy, we played there, and I was 20 years old. Right. European or World Cup uh, Europe, Europe, I think European qualifier. Okay. And we play away, and I we played against Italy, 
So obviously you play away, you play against Italy. In Napoli. In Napoli, you know that you're going to be dominated of the game because you have a good players at the time, especially. Who? So there was Piero, there was uh, Totti, there was uh, uh, Nesta, there was, I don't know, they're, they're, all, they're all players at the time. Yeah. So, and the striker was Inzaghi. Okay. So he was not a great player on the ball. He was not the player who can achieve you and, and creating the great stuff in, in the play, but in the box he was the most difficult player to keep eye on because he has great movement, he's always hungry to score the goal. It's really tough, especially for the young player who's actually just starting playing, I was 20 years old. And you know that you're going to be dominated against the Italian team, especially away in Napoli. So I did that game really well. They didn't score the goal. So it was nil nil? I think it was nil nil or one one. I think okay. it was nil No, one one. Okay. One one or one nil. Okay. But I did, I, I did feel well. And that was the other so thing that actually yeah. helped me to, to people to say, wow, this is the player maybe you could play in a. Top teams in Italy, Spain. Did you speak to after the game? No, no, I was too young actually, especially with my languages at the time. Uh, not really and the stadium was full. This was the home of Maradona, this was Naples. Yes. This yeah. was yeah. intimidating or, or not intimidating for you? To be fair, I never had that kind of feeling. I could play even in the worst stadium in the world. But no problem. I just want to do my job, you know? But, when you, when you not, play the game, it's kind of. Of course, at that time it was Inzaghi. If it's someone else, I would have the same approach. So I'm trying to, to do what I have to do. But is it background noise or is it you've come from Maracanã and nothing really can compare to that? To be fair, I've been in a lot of stadiums. Yeah. And I have to say that Timmy thing, the, 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 the places I've been is like, after that, of course, the rest of Belgrade is the, in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, and obviously when I played in Man United in the Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in the first three, four minutes, I never see something like that. I know. It was really I was emotional. I know. I saw the fans really fire towards the players. So and I loved it. Did I you liked see? it so. So I felt like in Serbia again. So that was kind of mentality. I born with, I grow up with, and I like to to live with. So you play in Napoli. That's the second big game. What then? So you're still playing for Red Star. You're playing for for Serbia. Then what was the next game where you felt like you you jumped five percent? And when you say people talk about you and people in the stadium, no but no Serbian fans was in the stadium in Naples. So was it people in the? The media in, in Serbia talking about you. What yeah, do you feel? Of course, I felt that, you know what, like I told you before, you know, sometimes you play defender, it's the responsible role, you know, you're playing away match, you're playing against top team. If you, if you manage to get a good result against top team and you're playing against top strikers, especially at the time, Zaghi was top scorer, I think, in uh, Europe at the time. Why you know, is he good? He was good, but he was good in the box. Just a box, just a fox in the box. He's the box player. Outside of the box. How do you stop him in the box? 
I don't know. Did you still? It's not easy question. I think the, I think you have to have a feeling for the space. I think stopping someone is not about the physical stuff in the box. It's not about you are jumping stronger, higher. You are you are faster. It's about your positioning. You have a feeling for the space. That's a beautiful feeling. Line. Feeling for the space and positioning. That's that's something what you have to understand. You know. So. I think I was good at it, even when I was playing United, that was my biggest feeling for the space, even sometimes, you know, I have a people who jump better than me in the air, but I have a good timing, so I think timing is good, feeling for the space, that's something which is, helps you to deal with the very difficult situations. What was the third game? Third game, I would say, third game, I cannot say the third game, I would say more that it was Russian football. I, I, I was introduced with something different because if I look at the games I had before, it was playing against Italian teams two times, I played in Serbian league, different type of the players. I think for me, it was the best thing happened to my career, it was going to the Russian football. Why? Because I think it's something between European and English football. Because they don't have a really big strikers at the time, especially I played. They have a fast strikers, very sharp, small strikers. And it was very good introduction for the English football, which I went after two years after that. So I play against Akshavin, I play against Kerjakov, I play against uh, even a few of them, the tall players, but the majority of them, they are, they are sharp, fast players. So that was something I didn't have that much in Serbian football. Because in Serbian football, we always have number nine, Italians, they have over number nine. So it was great for me to feel something different. And, and that's what helped me as well to be prepared to come to the English football. I think if I came straight away to Serbia and English football, I think that would be, be tough for me. Did you ever play away in Moscow, like Vladivostok, and places like this? Yeah, I played. You went to Vladivostok? I, I, I'm not sure, I think I went. Nine-hour flight? No, Vladivostok, no. Right. I had a cup game, but I didn't go. I think I was injured. That was, that, that, that was the game I think Vladivostok you're talking about. But I went to a lot of places which... It was long, a lot of long travels, but um, but always you have a good players. Yeah, you know, you players yeah. you don't know, players yeah. that not recognized, but pretty good players. And did you have any information about these players no. before the game? No, uh, not that much because I was just new in the football. I didn't know how the footballs worked there, what kind of mentality they have, what type of the players. So you play walk against. onto the pitch and you wouldn't really know of who you course, were playing. Of course, we had some video game, video, okay. video, but it was more general about the players. I didn't know individually players really good because yeah. I never played against them. So after six months, one year, I could understand. So. There were some good Argentinian players, uh, Brazilian okay. players playing there as well. It's not just yeah, Russian yeah. football. Yeah, football yeah, yeah. So it was, so it was, it was Carvalho at the time. I don't know how you remember. It was Carvalho in CSK. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. played Wagnerov as well. Yeah. You remember Wagnerov? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was two players that really played well at the time. Wagnerov. But in general, there were some good players which they actually test me to improve myself. So I think that stage of material is very important and. and, and that's how you understand that strikers, they are good, great strikers, but you have to be as defender, you have to be adaptable, you have to be 
have experienced playing the different kind of the players. Tall, good in the air, sharp and fast. That's helped me. For example, in Serbia, I always play the number nine. Striker, he's the target man. Italians, at the time, they have always number nine. And then went to Moscow, which they're more like Brazilian, Wagnerov, yeah. uh, Carvalho, Kerjakov, uh, Arshavin. So it's the more sharp, quick player. So it was a great introduction for me to go to English football, which I become then actually, then I saw that even on the highest level. So you go to England, January 2006. Yeah. And first ex first experience was Crouch. Right. Two meters tall player. Right. I never see two meters tall player. He was playing for? Liverpool. Right. Cup game. Fucking brilliant. We lost 1-0. So I was thinking like, wow, February I'm coming, 16. I'm coming into the game. I see I the guys, I see, I, see, I see the guy, two meters tall, I'm saying, wow, what am I going to do today with this guy? Then I see next to him, Bellamy. Not great player on the ball, but very fast. I was thinking like, you know, he's running in spade, this guy jumping in the air, I'm saying like, wow, is it this football or, you know, it's kind of, I never see that in my, in my life. So, and then saying that, what I said before, I always have number nine, maybe I have a sharp player, but I never, I never had number nine and sharp player together. And that's what I get when I was in Liverpool. I had number nine, which is the Crouch, and I have a sharp player, fast player, playing next to him, which is the Bellamy. So actually that was all together and I was like, wow, okay, I know how to deal with the sharp guy. I know how to deal with the tall player, but how am I gonna deal in one game with the two players? So that was the big issue for me that game. I was like saying, wow. They, they won 1-0. They won 1-0. I played with the best Brown, the center defender. And it was a tough game. To be fair, that was a tough game and a wrong game. For me. Because, uh, yeah. So, that was my experience first with the English football. And I was like saying, wow. Did you speak to Crouch after the game? No, I'm not speaking to the forwards never. Do some defenders at the end of the game just like good game? You shake the hand. I shake the hand. To be fair, you know, listen. I'm, 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 listen. Uh, you know, we play against each other. You know, it's like kind of. You know, I'm, I'm not talking to the people after the game. To be fair, I look at this way. Or I win the game, or I lose the game. If I win the game, I'm happy. He's not happy. If he win the game, I'm not happy. He's happy. So I'm saying like. What's the dressing room? If I win the game, I'm happy. I'm going to the dressing room. I'm celebrate. I'm happy. You know, so um, that's kind of my mentality. You know, if if I start speaking after the game, I'm happy. So so it's kind of that's kind of where I see it. So go to the dressing room, be happy. You have your team to celebrate. Talking to opponent, you know, it, it, for me, it's not interesting. You know. We appreciate the support of our sponsors, including Harry's. Harry's story is that for decades, one big razor company relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary lads who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, 
Harry's offers their blades at half the price. They're amazing quality blades, a half the price of the leading five blade brand. Well, what do you get with Harry's? Harry's razors include everything you need for a close shave. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich shave gel and a travel blade cover. We've got an offer for United We Stand listeners where you can get started shaving with Harry's today and claim a trial set for just £3.95. So you can support our podcast, get your trial set delivered to you, including the razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash united. Crouch is doing very well now. He's just retired. Um, his wife's like an English model. He's just done an autobiography. He's very, very funny. He's very funny. They have told me that he's really funny. Really funny. I know. They, they, you know when me. Ronaldo scored that amazing goal for Real Madrid in Turin last year? Crouch tweet. There are very few of us who can do this. I don't know Crouch, but I really laughed. I just thought... Quite a few players told me that he's really funny. And somebody say to him, uh, every night I think about your wife, they tweet to him, I, wa- I uh, wank about your wife, and he replied, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it, I, I don't know him at all, but I think he's a genuinely funny guy. But to be fair, he was still a good football player. Yes. He was big in the air. Yeah. That was his biggest strength in pressure, having someone in the box two meters tall. Yeah. So he, he wasn't came, just he, about... But he could hold the ball. Yeah. He can keep the ball, keep back pass to the team and help the team to come up. So he's, he was a good player. So actually, that was my biggest kind of struggle actually to complete this what I have in Serbia, Russia and then actually I have in one game in England I have all together yeah. and that for me that was the biggest challenge and that's I think not for certain I can say that but I think that changed my mentality I understood that I would have this week in week out and that was in the end it was true because in England I always have a tough forward number nine who's going to hold the ball and someone who's running off him and then after, actually, that was my introduction to the English football and I fight really hard. If you ask me the most difficult times I had in my career, that was these forwards which helped me to come to play against Chorba, play against so Suarez. So take me after Crouch then. After Crouch was Rogba. Didier Drogba, he was the <laughs> top striker at the time, very strong, very clever very clever in terms of the I think the, the, how to explain him I think he got to the brain of the defenders in terms of I said that a few times before the word that he's playing with the, his strength but to describe different ways that he's thinking what he's going to do defender now he's going to push me strong I know I'm going to fall down and referee is going to give the foul. Next time I'm going to go strong. 
So he was really playing his, his uh, strength. He was really good in the box, especially at uh, Stamford Bridge, because Stamford Bridge is very close, uh, tight, and he's always around the box. He was very difficult to keep, uh, not scoring the goal. Um, and to be fair, that time Chelsea was the contenders for the title, Champions League, all trophies. They are the so they would drive forward with Lampard and players like that? Of course, but I think at the time he was the guy who was actually running, running things, him and Lampard, because Lampard scored as well a lot of goals in the middle. Who is the man? Them two there, and of course John Terry as well as the Yeah, 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 yeah. And Carvalho as well, I have to say. Yeah. I have yeah. to mention that he was, he, was a, he was top player as well. Yeah. And, and when you're playing Drogba, you, you feel that... Because you played, like, 12 times against him. It was a lot of times. Mm. Did you feel sometimes I had the better of him today and other times he did me? Or do you not think like that? Do you think we won, they lost? I think always when it's scored, uh, forward scored the goal... Yeah, it's failure. It's failure for me. Failure. For me, it's failure. It doesn't matter if it's my mistake or the mistake of someone else. For me, it's a failure. Because I never see it like it's. I did it well. My 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 opponent did it bad. For me, as soon as I, I lose the goal, for me it's the bad day. I never want to. Yeah. So e score even after twenty five minutes, if you lose a goal, you're pissed off. Yeah. But that means there's sixty five minutes of the game left. Are you in the right frame of mind then for the rest of the game? Uh, yes, because uh, I learned that through the years. Because. I had that struggle in the beginning, but um, but then my other mentality was like, who could be worse? Who could be worse? Yeah. You mean? Can, they can score one or the next one. Or they could one, score so, five. So, no, not sc uh, five. They can score second. I mean, they score second, they can score third. So then you can I think sometimes it's the battle with yourself I think with everything in your life you have to make what you want from the game you know sometimes people that have a just individual I think in general if you're a defender if you think that you're gonna have a great recognition just do well your job you're you're wrong I think that the recognition is like not letting uh, forward throw in the goal that's your recognition doing your job properly. Um, I was never individual in terms of that, thinking that it's all about me. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, we have to do it together. Me and my partner who is next to me. And in general, I have a very good partnership I have with Rio Ferdinand. I have with the Serbian uh, football player, Maden Kastajic. Mada? Maden Kastajic. Okay. He was, uh, we actually broke the record in the World Cup. We, scored, we lose just one goal in the qualification of the World Cup. Can you do that? No. Okay. Do you need something, something else? It's all okay? Yeah, it was fine. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. So, so we, I had a very really good partnership with him. I have a very really good partnership with the rest of Belgrade as well. With Nenad Alatovic, he's my, we are best friends. So What's he called? Nenad Alatovic. We had a How do you spell the first? Just Nenad? No, because I've got to find him on the internet. Yeah, Nenad Alatovic. Okay. And Miriboe uh, Vitakic. Okay. So them two, I have really good relationships. So 
I always have a feeling that I'm working as a partner. So, for example, we had now in United Bailey. We have a we have a Rinderhof, We have a, a Maguire. So they have to think as a partner, not as an individual. Okay. So that helps you to grow because the football is the collective sport, especially with the defenders. You depend of your yeah. So, yeah. Of, your, of, of, your, of your teammates as a forward maybe less because you can score the goal in different ways but as a, as a defender you, you depend a lot with your have you ever spoken to Drogba? I saw him in the World Cup uh, last World Cup in Russia? Yeah, yeah first time you spoke to him? yeah actually we have an argument in the World Cup in the Champions League we had three years I know, I know. he told me but to be fair, on the pitch, you know. Yeah. So when you saw him in the World Cup, you shake his hand? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, of course. How are you doing? How are you doing? But beyond that, beyond the small talk, nothing? Or? <laughs> People know each other really well, so I have respect what he does in his career. I respect him as a, as a football player and, of course, as a man. So. And he was a great striker. He was a great striker. And striker, they so pushed United and United pushed Chelsea. You're the best two teams in the world. At the time, yeah. Well, you were. Yeah, at the time, yes, we are. For a few years. Not just for one year, for a few time, few years. Because Chelsea was playing a few, few, few years, semi-final, final. Uh, we played the semi-final, yeah. final. So I think for five years, mm. for a good five years, we all played. We played three times Champions League final. And Chelsea played one, two times Champions League final. So that in total maybe four years, plus semi-finals. So we are on for yeah. uh, a period of time we are we are competing for the big trophies. Raúl is the player. I play against Raúl. Yeah. He had a really great movement. I played against Spain, and I play against Raúl. Really clever guy. Great, great movement. First time in my life, I saw forward standing behind defenders, behind defenders. And he was always coming behind defenders to receive the ball. I never see that before in a, in a football career. Because normally forwards, they're always in front of you. They're, they're trying to find the space in front of you. But he's actually coming from behind, from offside position. He's coming to take the ball. Was he fast? He's very intelligent. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, how are you? Not yet. Like a minute, yeah. So, so he would come from behind. So that's it for this part with Nemanja. I was actually with him for five hours, I think, in total. The tape recorder wasn't on for five hours at all, but it was on for uh, over an hour, and we've just put the first 30 minutes on there. So if you've enjoyed that and him speaking about the different defenders, then I'll do a second part to this uh, originally. We did the interview for... Um, a, a written interview that's why the sound may not be as good as what it could be but then I don't think anyone listens to the United We Stand expecting surround sound or uh, the type of clarity that you might get going to see an event in the Bridgewater Hall anyway uh, keep your heads up everybody these are obviously unprecedented times for, for everybody we had a huge um reaction when we asked for people to buy the latest United We Stand which we needed, I'll be honest, we've printed copies of it and they're sat in 
in a garage in in Manchester, and we we're sending them out. We're going to do one final final mail out on on Friday. So if you want to PayPal us, we'll make an exception on this issue and we'll send out single issues. Three pound ninety five for the UK, four ninety five for Republic of Ireland and Europe, and five ninety five for the rest of the world. Most of the cost goes in postage, unfortunately, and PayPal take. Um, 30p minimum charge for every order that we send out send out so that's not great either but what can we do uh, so just paypal us the money if you can if you want to see this latest issue of the fanzine to uwsmag at yahoo.co.uk that's uws for united we stand mag mag at yahoo.co.uk uh, the next podcast well let's let's see maybe we do the second part with with Nemanja.